of Matsya Perik Hey Mishnah Yud five ten. This being the second to last Mishnah of the Perik deals with a few loose ends that we haven't discussed so far. There are three different topics here. The first is um, trading work for work, meaning instead of we had the previous Mishnah talking about sabasa trading goods in exchange for goods. Um, the question is: Is there a ribus problem with trading services for services? Um, so. Just getting to the end for a second. It, the answer is yes. There is a potential problem. If I would say to you, you know, paint my house with me today. It's a four-bedroom house, and tomorrow I'll paint your house uh, with you, and it's a five-bedroom house. So that would be forbidden. It's actually machlokus if it's a doraisa derabanan because it's kind of katsutsa. It's set from ahead of time, but it is labor, um, not not the, not money. But the thought is that you know, um, people who work get paid by the day to work, um, and. Uh, and essentially, you're giving something of you're taking something of value now, and you're giving something more value back later on. Um, we're not trading favors here. I mean, there's some sort of like um, financial understanding here that this is this is um, labor worth something. So, you know, you could hypothetically even say, "Listen, if your house isn't around to paint tomorrow, or whatever it is. You still owe me for the work I did for you today, or something." So you see, you're trading value for value. Therefore, it's a problem. So the Mishnah says, what you can do is, Omer Adam Lachavero, you could say to your friend, Nakesh imi v'anakesh imach. Today, weed my field, and tomorrow, I'll weed your field. Um, or similarly, Ador imi ve'edor imach, you know, till my field with me today, and I'll till your field uh, with you tomorrow. That's going to be fine, because it's like for like. Um, and although, of course, um, we did say that sa basa, is a problem because the price of the commodity could change. The thought is that the the value of the the labor is not going to change. As a fixed price, you pay you know you know farm workers hundred dollars a day for their services. The thought is it's by the day. And the Gemara says that it's a the workday is from sunrise to sunset. And the point is that these laborers would get a fixed amount, hundred for the day, and it doesn't matter um, if you know each day is a little bit shorter or longer than the other. People don't care about that. It's like we had the previous mission of Kikar, but Kikar, you know, it's like a loaf for a loaf. The difference people don't are negligible. And the same goes if one day was a little hotter and one day a little cooler. Again, workers take the $100 a day as their fixed payment. And so it's $100 of work today from me in exchange for $100 of work from you tomorrow. So it's going to be okay. But below Yomar low, what you cannot say is, Nakesh imi ve'edor imach. Today, come weed my field and tomorrow I will um, till your field. Or ador imi, you come do the plowing at my place today, and tomorrow I'll do the weeding by you. You can't do that because they're not the same kind of malacha, they're not the same kind of work. And it's um, sometimes, you know, the the value of the weeding was more than the the plowing or tilling, and same goes all the way around. It could be the tilling's worth more than the, the weeding, and therefore you can't do that if you're essentially trading work for work because the numbers are not necessarily the same. And you have that problem. Okay. Kol yimei garid echad. Says the Mishnah, all the days of the Garid, Garid means like dry, so that means like the summer season, um, every day is the same, meaning it's equally hard to do tilling on July 1st or July 2nd, um, and even though one day might be a little bit, July 1st a little bit longer than July 2nd, or July 2nd might be a little hotter than July 1st, it doesn't make a difference, like I said before. And same goes for the rainy season, um, it's all the same going price for a day of labor. But know that rainy season work is more demanding than sunny season work because if you're working around in the mud, it's just it's heavy going, it's hard work. So tilling or seeding or weeding, whatever the story you're doing in, in the in mud, 
In the rainy season, it's harder work and therefore it demands a higher amount of payment. And therefore, lo yomalo, a person can't say to his friend, charesh imi begarid, here you come help me do some tilling of plowing of my field in the summer season, vani achrosh imcha, and I'll come and do some plowing or tilling for you, bravia, in the rainy season, because the payback is more than the original service is done, because the work was originally done in the summer when it's easy, and the payment is less, and then the payback will be in the winter when it is um, harder and therefore worth more. So that'd be called ribas. So that means that the other way around would be permitted. If I, I could say to you, come plow in my field um, in the winter with me, and I'll plow your field in the summer with you, since the payback is less because the summer labor is worth less. So that would be actually permitted. Um, what's important here, we understand the whole restriction is kicking in because we're sort of trading services. It's not favors. It's not that you know if your if your neighbor helps you change your tire today, you, you're not allowed to you know help him move his fridge tomorrow. Not like that because there's no expectation, certainly explicitly and ex- even implicitly, that you know you're going to do some a tit for tat. You're going to exchange some help, some other help. That being the case, would that be mutter? Okay, that's. Um, Topic number one. Now the Mishnah has a new topic altogether, like might as well be a new Mishnah. Okay? We're gonna talk about payments that are made that are that are to somehow compensate the lender, but the money is given before or after the loan. Um, and if it's given before or after the loan, so then we can't be in a Doraisa territory, we're in a Durabanan territory. Okay? If it's before the loan, it's called Ribis Mukdemis, early ribis. Durabanan. And if it's after loan, it's ribis mu'cheres. It's late ribis. But the idea is the same. Basically, the mission will give examples, but I'll just simplify it to you and say, listen, if I want you to make a loan to me, well, let's see the mission side. The mission says like this. Ketzan, what are examples? Nasan enav lilvo semenu. So the borrower has set his eyes upon him, and he intends to, he wants to borrow from the lender some money. Vahaya mishalechlo. So he sends him a box of chocolates, a gift. And the Omer and the card and with the box of chocolates it says Bishfil Shetalveni. I'm doing giving you some chocolates because I want to borrow money from you uh, uh, later on. Zuhi Ribis Mukdemis. That is called Ribis Mukdemis, prepaid Ribis, if you will, and it's forbidden. It's also with the Rabbanon. I'll explain the end. It's actually less strict even than good old fashioned generic Avak Ribis because uh, there's actually no loan in place at the time, but uh, it's still forbidden. Similarly, Lava um, Himenu. If the borrower already borrowed money. And he repaid the loan. So there's no loan in the books anymore. So we're done. But then, He sends in the boss of chocolates, and in the card it says, This is for your money, which was sitting not earning interest in my account. You were losing out, so I'm now giving you a box of chocolates. Say thank you. Again, that would be a problem. That's like uh, after-the-fact ribis. And it's forbidden again, Okay, now, um, these two cases, it's explicit. The person's saying the reason why I'm sending this gift is because of that loan. And the truth is, if the the gift is so close in terms of time between the loan that it's evident to all that this gift is because of the interest of your loan, it would similarly be forbidden. And uh, same goes if the size of the gift is totally, you know, outsized relative to what it should be or would have been, uh, then again, and therefore it's clear to everybody it's because of the it's because of the loan, so again it would be forbidden. Now, since there's no actual loan happening here, meaning the payment is happening before there ever was a loan or after the loan is totally settled, we're totally in Durabanan territory and actually it's even more lenient than usual um Avakribis. So Avakribis is when 
in the middle of the loan, I send you a box of chocolates. So that is, seems like interest and there's a loan out. So that's totally forbidden. Um, but once the loan is, if there's no loan or once the loan has been repaid, so we're not there. And there's a big, big nafkamino. If I charge you ribis, doraisa, ktsutsa, I say I'll lend you a hundred bucks, but you gotta give me a box of chocolates on my birthday. That's forbidden, and the bezin would actually force me to return the box of chocolates to you. If it's a just a durabanan, meaning I have a loan out to you, and you say, gosh, I should do something, you should you say you should, you should do something for me because I lent you money, you'll send me a box of chocolates on my birthday. You don't usually send a box of chocolates. This is a box of chocolates in recognition of the loan I made to you. That's usr. That's avak ribis, because we didn't make that deal ahead of time. And therefore, um, although the bezin wouldn't force me to return it, the right thing to do is for me to return it. Like to be lots of spideshamayim, I should return the Avak ribis, this box of chocolates, which came to me on my birthday, all of a sudden, you never gave me birthday presents before, but now you did because of the loan. Okay? Our mission says that the box of chocolates that comes before or after the loan is also improper, but the din will be that if I receive a box of chocolates from you before or after my loan to you, so I do not need to return it, even lots of spadesha mime. Because from you as the gifter, you know what you're doing, and you might be doing something that's us or Me as a recipient, like, Okay, like what? Do, uh, no, it's it's so far removed. I don't have to return it once I've received it, and that's that. Okay, fine. Now the last part of the Mishnah is talking about ribis devarim, giving someone a benefit that's not a financial benefit, not an economic benefit, not a saleable benefit, but it's like an emotional benefit, and that's done by words. So that means I lend you a hundred dollars, and you do some, you say something which um, makes me happy. According to the Gears of our Mishnah. Um, it's even just some good news. So that's the case for Mishnah, according to the gears that we have, which is Rabbi Shimon Omer, Yesh Ribis Devarim. There's such a thing as uh, Ribis um, with just words. So therefore, Lo Yomar Lo, the borrower shouldn't say to the lender, Duh, guess what? You should know. Kiva Ish Ploni Mimakam Ploni. I got good news, it'll make you very happy. So and so has come to town. And the thought is that just hearing that news makes the lender happy. And the idea would be that if the if the borrower would have never gone out of his way to report that good news had he not been a borrower and feel like he sort of owes him one or something, then it's usser because he's bringing emotional benefit, pleasure, joy to the lender, and that's forbidden. Okay? Now, um, there's a different gears to this in the Yerushalmi, uh, which is slightly different and makes it sort of a, a different kind of case, which is that the um, the the borrower, it says, lo yomar lo da Im meaning, let me know if so-and-so comes to town. The idea is here that um, the lender is giving like the borrower a job to do. He says, listen, I'll lend you the money, no interest, but do me a favor. If you hear anything about so-and-so, let me know it. So that's like a service he's providing. He's acting as like his private, you know, LexisNexis, Donna Bradstreet, whatever it is, and that's not allowed. Okay? So that's a different version. Now, this line of the Mishnah, is also the basis for, I think, the well-known halacha, which is that the borrower is not supposed to even say thank you to the lender for the interest fee loan, because when you say thank you to him, he feels good about himself, and that's like an emotional benefit. Okay? It is brought down that way in, in turn halacha's farm. The contemporary postgame are much more lenient, um, and really for 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 for, uh, for two basic reasons. Uh, the first is so, this, for example, Rabbi Yashav and Rosh Hashanah are lenient. They said that the, the thank you is pretty perfunctory. It's, you know, when someone hands you something you don't want in the airport, you also say thank you. Right? You just say thank you because people give you something. So receiving the check is not meaning, meaningful and doesn't make the lender feel good about himself. Um, there's a second issue, which is that 
Aside from providing a free loan, the lender is spending a lot of time and effort to sit with the borrower, hear them out, draft the contract, deal with the collecting of the payments. Like that's that's time and effort. And that he deserves a thank you for. You don't have to give your time and effort to someone for, you know, didn't have to be. So therefore, it would be appropriate for the borrower to thank the lender for his time and effort, if not for the money. Therefore, if you want to be totally safe, you could say explicitly, you know, thank you for the time and effort you dealt to make this free loan, because that's totally permitted. What you definitely cannot do is um, give a bracha or compliment or praise the lender, because that is doing exactly what I mentioned you can't do, which is giving them some kind of emotional benefit uh, as a you know, in addition to your return of principal, that would be um, ribis devarim.